when I was reading that passage brings forth both the new and the old. I thought of my parents because my mother didn't like anything that was old. My dad liked antiques. <laughs> and that was one of their biggest disagreements, you know, because she couldn't stand the old stuff that dad really treasured. <laughs> and he really had a hard time just with the new. And I think that's been part of what's been going on in our country too. You know, not being able to really treasure what is old, what has our history has been, knowing it's a mixed, mixed bag, there's nothing, it's not perfect. It wasn't in its own time, it wasn't able to comprehend what we have learned and grow and in our understanding. But that doesn't mean we throw it out whether it's with our country or whether it's with the church itself. It's part of that history, part of that formation that we had to grow beyond. It doesn't make it bad, but there was good that was within it. And the, the new, um, growing and understanding, we don't remain the same person we were when we were three or four years old. You have grown some. And now who you are is not the little baby at two or three when you just learned how to walk, but now you know more than you did then. And we grow, and that's what becomes new. And also to treasure what is valuable and what is good and what is new, not to deny it because it wasn't old. So that whole, when Jesus says, the, uh, the master of the house brings forth from his storeroom both the good, the new, and the old. And we need to have a balance with that. Just because it's new doesn't make it, make it better necessarily, but there is a lot in our understanding that is better than it was before. So can we learn to treasure both dimensions of this reality, whether it's the church or whether it's the country or whether maybe even it's ourself. I hope all of us have felt the years have taught us a lot of things that we look back at and say, geez, how could I have done that? Well, that was when my understanding was then, but how that has grown. And for all of us, we have grown as part of life. Um, in the gospel today, um, Jesus uses two images. The first image, is a man who finds a treasure buried in a field. And that was not an uncommon experience in the Holy Land. If you ever look at where the Holy Land is, Israel is, it's a small little nation. It was on the way, in the way of the Egyptians when they were coming up to fight with their enemy up north, or the Assyrians, Assyria coming down and fighting you know, going through that land, often they were like the breadbasket for those armies that were always going through them. Um, and so people were accustomed to like burying their treasure, and then after the army went through, they would go back and dig it up. But not every time everybody survived. And so many times the treasure was buried and might lie buried there for quite some time before the, somebody with the plow hits that spot and suddenly realizes there's something buried here, the treasure that's buried. 
But it's like the image I was thinking of is he found a buried treasure and he sold everything he had in order to purchase that buried treasure, purchase that field. You know, Scripture speaks several times about how God has purchased a people for himself. He purchased us a people with the price of his blood. He gave his life, he gave his all, that he might purchase us as his own. You have been bought. You are not your own. You have been bought. And at what a price you have been bought. Because God has purchased us, we belong to him. And he gave his all his son, who was sent into the world, not to condemn the world, but the world might have life through him. That through him, death and sin are conquered. And through our union with him, we also share more fully in the unity with God through Jesus, the mediator between God and humanity. And so I just think it's quite important that we take time to realize the love that God has for us, he has purchased us, and what a price. So this parable that we often may think is, you know, about what we need to do, give everything up for the sake of the kingdom, it's like, but first of all, realize God has given up everything out of love for you. He has purchased you at the price of the death and suffering of his son, who poured out his blood to redeem us. So maybe ponder that. The second image was a pearl of great price. Uh, a number of months ago, I found this little pearl bracelet. I don't wear it. I just had it so I wouldn't leave it over there. Um, I purchased, these aren't natural pearls. These aren't cultured pearls, but they're they have little deformities, they have odd shapes, no one's a perfect circle. And I thought, you know, the pearl of great price in the eyes of God is not a perfect pearl. <laughs> it is who we are that is the pearl of great price in the eyes of God. And so I might leave this up here so you can see it as you come at communion time or even when Mass is over. And again, sometimes we think it's only one has to be perfect for God to love and to treasure us. And so I wanted to show a little example of many different pearls, very odd shaped and very different colors. Um, none of them are brilliant white. None of them are a perfect circle. But it's like, it's more like people. People have their faults, their frailties, their idiosyncrasies. And yet, in the eyes of God, we were worth the price that he paid, that he might truly free from death, that we might have a share in his eternal life. And so maybe if we can begin to realize the treasure that we are in the eyes of God, Maybe we can begin to recognize there is a treasure within each one, that there's no one who's not gifted by God, 
the God has poured out his love upon us and gifted us in many ways. And what I was thinking of, maybe we don't fully realize the gifts we have to share with others, to enrich the lives of others. So maybe ponder this week also, how many different people have you encountered on your life's journey? And think of the gift that they have been to you, that they have enriched your life in some way by how they, you encountered them and what they were in your life. And then ponder, where have you been? Or when have you been? And to whom have you been? A source of God's love and care through you, that you were a gift to others, a one through whom God gifted others through his love within you. So this pearl of great price, not only in the eyes of God, but how many times we've been gifted in so many different ways by so many people. And think of what is, where in your life have you recognized you've been able to be a source of grace and a gift to others? Yes, we are people of God. I like that phrase, we are peculiar people, or peculiarly his own. I thought, God, you, all, you truly have a peculiar people. <laughs> but it is a people that belongs to God, even with all the different shapes and sizes and different um, peculiarities. We still are his treasure, for whom he was willing to send his son to lay down his life for us. So this parable maybe isn't so much about what we're doing, but rather embrace and accepting what God, the love with which God loves us of sacrificing everything for us. And then as St. John says, because God has loved us so, let us love one another. God bless you.